0: Happy New Year, everyone. It is the time of year of New Year resolutions, especially now that we've got 2020. It's a new decade. So everyone is all gung-ho about their New Year resolutions. You may have heard of the uh, freshman 15. Well, I've recently discovered that the priestly 20 is a thing. So I have the opportunity to either continue putting on another 20 pounds this year, or going can go the other way. That's my New Year's resolution is hopefully Lose more than 20 pounds, but uh, you guys are just so good at feeding us priests. It's great. You got to stop a little bit, chill out for one second. Now, how you do this? You you know you got to work out. You got to make sure that you're ex- expending more calories than you take in. So I try to work out a little bit. I love to work out at Export. And Monsignor, he hides it pretty well, but he's actually super strong. He is uh, like as strong as I am, and I'm 30 years younger and like twice his size so that's pretty impressive so we're having a little competition on who can bench 300 pounds before the other we're right now both about 250 where we're at and what we can lift uh, and chest exercise bench press so we've got a we've got a little friendly competition going on but it's like a lose-lose situation for me because if i beat him he's like you're 28 of course you can lift more than i am and if he wins i'm never going to hear the end of it so if you guys have any tips, you know, can help me out trying to get to 300 before Monsignor. But what's, I mean, the age-old stereotype with these New Year Resolution that by January 17th, everyone has stopped caring and just goes back to living life the way that they do. That happens all the time. So many times we get to the New Year, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and then it just falls apart. Totally stereotypical. And I think a lot of the ways... It's because if you try to do something just on its own, it has no foundation. That really, the whole going through life, we look at things, we try to do things, we try to achieve things, and if it doesn't satiate, if it doesn't fulfill that which we're looking for, we lose interest. Or it's the endless pursuit, right, with materialism. It's not this house. I need a bigger house, and then I'll be happy. It's not this car. Once I get that brand-new the 2021 supercar, whatever, then I'll be fulfilled. It's that age-old question that nothing in the world is going to be enough because we were made for something from outside this world. That's what we kind of celebrate a little bit on the epiphany. This understanding that God, yes, was brought into the world through the Jewish people, but it was not only for the Jewish people to recognize that the Magi represent all of the world coming together to celebrate the Savior being born. And so many times we do pursue the true, good, and beautiful. Think of just this time. We had the great philosophers in Greece pursuing truth. The great engineers in Rome figuring out how to build buildings that are still there to this day. Pursuing knowledge. And then these astronomers, astronomers from the East in the Persia area, most likely. They were able to figure out so much about the beauty and orchestration of the entire universe. They're all pursuing God. They're all pursuing that which is true, good, and beautiful. And all of these things are lacking without him at the center, without him at the foundation. Just think of what leap of faith it would have taken for these noble men, these wise men, to come and to see a child in a small town and say, this is the one. It's amazing. So what gifts do they bring? They bring gold, frankincense, and myrrh. We know what gold is. It kind of shows how Christ is, is a king. Kings are gold crowns. They live in gold palaces. They have gold toothbrushes. I don't know. There's frankincense and myrrh. Well, Christ is a priest, he's a prophet, and a king, and these kind of celebrate, these kind of honor, those titles of what it means for God. And those frankincense and myrrh, they're tree resins. The only thing I can think of around here is we've got, like, maple syrup, where you you wound a tree, you cut it, and delicious maple syrup comes out. Well, they had this frankincense and myrrh that would come out of trees, and the frankincense kind of talks about how Christ is a priest. They would use this frankincense, mix it with other interesting things, and they would burn it at the temple and sacrifice. We still do this. We have incense in the church. You might see it at a funeral where the incense around the casket is understanding that our, our prayers are going up to heaven. That in frankincense, the sacrifice, they would say, this is our offering to God. And this smoke of burning this beautiful, sweet incense, the frankincense, represents our prayers going to God. And that in a real way, Jesus was not only the priest, but the sacrifice. That he would one day allow himself to be offered up to the Father to restore our relationship with him. To be able, through that Beautiful mystery of someone who's totally God can be 100% human as well. That great mystery of Him becoming one of us to restore the relationship that we could not. And this myrrh is used as anointings, it would anoint not only kings but, but prophets as well. And it was also used in burials to understand that one day God would wound himself on a tree and that his offering for us would be honored as he was buried with like a 100 pounds of myrrh. So all these signals, symbols that were brought by these three magi are them saying, everything we're looking for in life without you, Jesus, as the foundation is for nothing. So if you really want a New Year's, New Year's resolution to go well, add a spiritual dimension in there. Pick up something. But that's really just a small thing. If you want anything in your life to go well, if you want aspects of who you're called to be to really take hold, Christ needs to be at the center. We need to have that childlike curiosity of wanting to know more about God. One of the worst situations we find in our culture is that of indifference. If someone comes into my office with life problems and they don't care, I can't do anything with that. The Holy Spirit can't work there. If someone's just like, meh, whatever. You've got to be passionate. I would take someone who is passionate and wanting to learn, and I could agree with nothing about them. They could just totally disagree with everything in the gospel. But if they wanted to learn the truth and goodness and beauty, even if they're wrong, I would take that over someone who doesn't care. Because in that, the Lord can work. The Holy Spirit can grow. And your lives in pursuing truth is ultimately going to end up on Christ. So in our lives, I don't care if you're 12, if you're 30, or 70, learning about Christ, learning about your faith needs to be a reality. So as we begin this year, as we begin this decade, ask the Lord for the desire to know more about Him. Pick up the sacred scripture. Talk to us priests about questions you have about the faith, about the teachings of the church. If you don't understand something, if you quote unquote disagree with what the church teaches, that's not good enough to just let it be there. You've gotta come talk to me, that's my job. You've gotta go online and go to Catholic Answers and look things up and continue to learn. So as we receive the Eucharist in a few minutes, brothers and sisters, ask the Holy Spirit to change the way you live your life this year, this decade. And whatever you resolve, whatever changes you want to make in your life, allow a deepening in your relationship with Christ, your knowledge and understanding of Catholic theology to be at the heart of that. Invite Christ to be the priest, the prophet, and the king of your heart. And if you do, It's gonna change your life, and if you do, all of a sudden, those gifts, those small time gifts that you give to God, he'll give back to you in ways that you can't even imagine. That is our prayer this morning. So let us pray for each other and pray for us to take the gifts of our heart and place them before the Lord on the altar.